This episode of the SFW Podcast is sponsored by ElectricalJungleShop.com. Yeah, that's right. We got a sponsor at ElectricalJungleShop.com. And we also got some teas out there. Show your love of support. Go visit the website. Buy some things. Let them know that going into business with me is a good thing. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a fruitful partnership on both ends. <laughs> Show your love of support. Get you some graphic tees with cool designs. We got one out one out we got a one out now for the SFW podcast. So check that out. I'm actually gonna go cop that one myself and wear it and that way people ask me about it. Oh, you don't know about this? This is that new new. You don't know about that. Listeners of the podcast can save money by using the promo code to check out SFW. So be sure to do that. Electricaljungleshop.com. Electrical like ooh baby it's electric jungle as in the amazon and shop all one word electricaljungleshop.com let them know i sent you before we get started today i just got to get a few things out the way and then we can start the show first and foremost this is a comedy show there will be frank discussions on various topics with different opinions the goal of the show isn't to spread ignorance, negativity, or hate, but to create an environment where people can talk openly. Now, I'm not the brightest bulb or the sharpest tool, and despite being a college dropout, I barely graduated high school. I may be ignorant about certain subject matters, but I'm always open to learning and talking it out. I'm allowed to change my opinions, and you're allowed to change your opinions based on new information and evidence given. If you'd like to be a supporter of the show, get your name sung in glorious praises, be sure to make a donation at, with the cash app, dollar sign AD Comedy Jokes, or paypal.com AD Comedy. If you want to email me with any questions, comments, concerns, or whatever, maybe you want to be on the show, I'm, I'm not one of these holy toity guests, I'll interview anybody with an interesting story to tell. You know, as long as there's nothing crazy, and if you have evidence to back it up, so you can't come on me saying that you, you know you did something with someone famous, because now I'll be liable for it unless you have proof of it. Then we can start talking about some things. But other than that, just you know, regular old everyday stories. You know, maybe you're a construction worker with a dream or wanting to be a painter, but you're lifting bricks in the meantime. You no, know, people want to hear that story. You can email me at adcomedyjokes at gmail.com remember no amount is too small and every cent is to keep the show up and running with that being said I hope you're ready to start the show in accordance with the copyright act of 1976 copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair use for the purposes of criticism, commenting, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Please do not sue. This is just the jokes. Hope you laugh. We're going to go in the news, in the news, in the news. 
Jason David Frank, better known as the Green Ranger, White Ranger of the Power Rangers series. This is back when I was growing up too. And I guess he's he's been on and off the show periodically throughout the years. Um, he uh, he unfortunately uh, chose self-deletion, and um, he's no longer with us. So we'll probably never know what demons he was dealing with in his own head. Um, seemed like a good guy. Uh, you know, you don't hear any, uh, you know, who knows, who know, you know, who knows what's going on in people's lives behind the scenes. The only thing I heard him on was that he'd been doing Power Rangers for like the past 20, 30 years, pretty much consistently. He'd been on and off the show. And I don't think he ever branched off into anything other than that. I know for a fact this guy was a world-class martial artist and has been in fight. I, th- I think I heard that in, in the 2000s, he got into mixed martial arts or something like that. I don't know what his record is, if that is true, if he was good or not. Um, and he's, you know, seemed a fairly healthy guy, and he was only, uh, I think, 49, 50, something like that. Um, let's see if we can go... Okay. Power Rangers, Jason and David Frank. Oh, here's a bit of a side note. Interesting enough. Okay, so if you remember the original Power Rangers series, everyone got upset that, uh, well, now, looking back now, it was kind of like, well, why'd they do that? Like, that was kind of fucked up the way they did it, that the Black Ranger was a black guy and the Yellow Ranger was an Asian girl. It was like, whoa, that's really fucked up. Why? Well, little did we know when the Pink Ranger was a girl, of course, because, <laughs> you know, Pink is for girls back then. We um, literally know that the guy actor that played the Red Ranger was actually Native American. So that is, I think he's like half Native American or something like that. It's a good percentage enough you can, you can claim it. And it's one of those things like, whoa, that's dangerous. I wonder why he did it that way. Uh, trying to see if I can find anything on Jason David Frey. Let's, let's, let's go to YouTube and see if we can find something on him. Somebody can give a breakdown on what, what happened. Um... Cause it's 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 sad, man. This guy, I mean, did the best he can. Forty nine years old. Copyright. Many households in the nineteen nineties. Many kids were addicted to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. At the time, they were huge with merch, video games, and action figures. Now, word has broken that one of the original Power Rangers, Jason David Frank, has died, reportedly by suicide. Frank started out as the Green Ranger before later on becoming one of the good guys as the White Ranger. Guess who's back? He reappeared several times throughout different franchise spinoffs, including Wild Force, Turbo, and Hype Force. Tommy! We're here to fight by your side. Former castmate Walter Emanuel Jones, who co-starred alongside Frank as the original Black Power Ranger, wrote on Instagram, can't believe it. R.I.P. Jason David Frank. My heart is sad to have lost another member of our special family. Twee Trang, who played the original Yellow Power yeah, Ranger, she passed died away. in a car accident in 2001 at age 27. Frank took combat seriously, later on fighting professionally for a stint, trained mm. across MMA, including Taekwondo, Mai Tai, and Judo. Frank is survived by his four children. Jason David Frank was 49 years old. Oh, this yeah, is Inside Edition off. Digital. Wow, he was not that much older than me. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s now. He's probably at least 
Got a good 10, 12 years on me. Isn't it almost weird when you're younger? People seem so much older. I was listening at that time. He's on TV. He looks older. I mean, he looked like he was in high school back then. But then when you get older, you find out. And a lot of people back then are probably like playing high school students. Like, nowadays, there are people that are like 20s, 30s that pass for young. I guess back then, to be authentic, they actually used people who were in high school or whatever. Or of high school age back then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's sad. It's sad that uh, he, uh, you know, like, who, we don't know what he was dealing with. Hopefully, he found the peace and death that he could not find in life. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Marlon Monroe, her suit from, uh, I don't care about anything with Marlon Monroe. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know why I read that. Um... Sinbad, legendary comedian Sinbad, is uh, still struggling. He didn't struggle about what two years ago, as does it happens. Um, I remember, unfortunately, my grandmother had a stroke. She's still suffering. This is like twenty, twenty, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around there. She had had one. She's still suffering the effects of it. She's a lot better now than she was when it happened. And I was so fucking scared she was going to pass away at that time. Like, I didn't know. And I was going through, like, a weird period at that time. Like, if she fucking, if she kicked off, if she had passed away at that time period, during that time while I was dealing with all this shit, I was dealing with mentally and emotionally, I probably would have become a serial killer. That would have pushed me over the edge. I, I really believe it. But thankfully, she's still around and I love her so much. And it's good to see that she's doing a lot better now. She's still struggling, obviously, because of strokes. So, you know, it's, it happens. Um, let's see if we can send that. Um, no, nothing with a stand up. Uh, let's see. Here it is. Yeah, Nichelle, you know, Sinbad had a stroke two years ago and is learning to walk again. Now his family and close friends are revealing the extent of the damage and his long road to recovery. I never looked at a woe was me. You can turn your life around like this. What is his condition? He's always had a very positive now, attitude. He's in the process of rehabbing. His family released these. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I looked at a woe was me. You can turn your life around like this. Right. What is his condition right now? He's in the process of rehabbing. Family friends. To walk and talk, learning to enunciate words. And, 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 and sure enough, I, I, I remember hearing that he had a stroke. Forgot about it. And then I remembered... Again, recently, this past season on Atlanta, they, they showed him on Atlanta. I'm like, why does he look like he had a stroke? Because they had him on camera talking. I was like, oh, shit, he probably did. Oh, yeah, that's right, he did. Remember, remember, then I remember that I remember that it happened. Like, you see something sometimes, you're like, oh, this, forget about it. And then you see it again later on, you're like, why is that? Oh, yeah, that's right, that did happen. Okay. And get his mobility back. I spoke exclusively today with Sinbad's longtime friend, Phyllis Johnson. Sinbad was one of those comedians, like, no one ever really talked bad about. Seemed like a nice guy all around. 
um, very positive energy. I mean, yeah, he didn't have the best movie choices, but come on now, it was the 90s at the time, he's family friendly, he had his thing going on, and then he had a revival in the mid to mid to mid 2000s, late 2000s, not late 2000s, late 2000s would be like, what, like the 90s, right? 2090 would be late 2000s. 2000s to 2010s, somewhere around there. He had he had a bit revival. I remember he had a reality show for a minute. His daughter was very beautiful on that show, and I looked her up, and I think she's married now. I was like, okay, well, I don't once I find out that somebody's married, I'm like, I don't know shit anymore. <laughs> um. After his family released these heartbreaking photos of his secret struggle, the 66-year-old was given a 30% chance of survival. Mm. Well, we see him in the hospital on a ventilator. We see him working with the walker in physical rehab center. Was there concern that he might not make it? Yeah, I think I think that's a concern that everybody had. Now he's, right. just, he's on the road to recovery. Why did he decide to tell fans about the condition now? I think, you know, Sinbad's very private. He just wanted to never really heard anything be. bad about Simba other than you know he owed money uh old IRS money which happens he's a young dude in the 90s getting all this money probably didn't dot his eyes and keep that his eyes and all the Q's and P's or whatever they say with money regardless you know you can't blame somebody for that that's that's in that time period I, I imagine at that time period you're getting money handle with this every time you're like i'll pay it off next time i get paid i already spent this check next check i get i'll do right and then the next check ends up being that last check you didn't know it was gonna be the last check because you thought it was gonna be another check after that so you're like well damn now i need to really start saving so you know was ready to be at a place in time where you felt comfortable explaining Sinbad's family set up a website asking for donations. The journey forward. The cost of therapy far exceed what insurance covers. Yes. Why don't we have fucking free healthcare in this country? Why is that not a thing? We're one of the most richest countries in the world. A lot of immigrants fucking risk life and limb to come here. Just to what? Not have health insurance, free education, or housing? We supplied three basics in food. If you want, uh, uh, this country should supply you with. Because I went to fucking DR. At least they supply you with the basics, and then you work. If you want to get out of where you're at, you work harder to get more. But if you just had the basics: roof, shelter, food, free healthcare, free education, and if you want. Designer name brand business logo shit. You gotta go out and buy that shit for yourself. You gotta get a job and get that shit for yourself. We'll give you the basic necessity here. That's it. But fucking this country is so bent. Don't wanna talk about how free we are and everything like that. Well, everything costs fucking money. Who's looking brother at the helm? The star showed signs of the stroke in his last TV appearance on the Donald Glover Lake yes, Comedy I just in said Atlanta. That. The episode aired just four weeks ago. Doing comedy was always crucial to him. This is like the medicine. It keeps me going every day, and I can look at the. He's a redhead. I just realized that he's like Malcolm X. Now in his last game, he's also a redhead. Comedian has weathered financial difficulties before filing for bankruptcy in 2009 and in 2013. I lost something in my life savings. I was like four million dollars. It was all good. Money is made every day. 
It's your job to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. His family is now leading that fight along with the donation website. They're also allowing fans to purchase Simbad's first ever collectible action figure. Proceeds go towards his recovery. There's always a risk of a Check that out. Dr. Shelby Halsey. Um, let me see if I can find the website real quick here. I think it's called the Journey Forward. What is it? Uh, that is a website you can donate to to help people, but that's not the one I was thinking about. Uh, ooh, oops, sorry about that. So the Journey Forward, the Journey Forward website that I clicked on. Uh, now it's thejourney-4.org. Uh, make home for holidays possible for people in Chicago struggling with foreclosure, eviction, and stuff like that. Obviously, that's a good cause. Go check them out. Do your Googles, of course. I'm only just looking at the website. I don't know if it's a good acquisition or not. If they if they if they do good work or whatever, um, you obviously set up on your own. Uh, Let's see if we can find his website. Say, what was his? A blood clot traveled from his heart to his brain. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sounds so fucking awful. I'm sure it is. It's awful. Fucking being stuck in there. Where's his website? I was looking for his website. He's inoffensive comedy. Like, you can't. He didn't say anything outrageous. You know, it's one of those things. Like, it's very hard to find comedians nowadays where everyone's degrees. Like, you know what? Just, anybody can listen to him. Doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, I cannot find his website to donate. if we do here uh, no okay um if you go to Instagram it's sin bad bad so sin bad and then bad go to that this is verified Instagram account I'm sure they have all this information on there yes yeah, that's uh, it's heartbreaking man all these you know you get older and as you get older such as life just take care of yourself out there. We all, you know. You know what's weird? Fucking somebody who smokes crack and meth for 30, 40 years can outlive the most healthiest person. And then they get clean and then they die right after they get clean. But they've been smoking crack and meth probably just, this is just an example, mixed. And they've been alive this whole time, and then now they get clean and they die. Like, what the fuck? Kind of, how, how's that work? How's that fucking work, man? Like, do I am I supposed to be healthy? What's going on in life? Like, um, Todd Chrisley from I guess Todd knows best or whatever. Chrisley knows best. Sentenced to 12 years in prison for bank fraud and tax evasion. Todd Chrisley, Todd and Julie Chrisley are going to do hard time after being in that probably do hard time, I don't think. We're going to fucking slap on a wrist or fines or 
probation or something like that, or some kind of reduced sentence. They're not going to have them in, 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 in 12 years. Todd and Julie Christie are going to do hard time after being convicted of bank fraud and tax evasion. A judge just sentenced Todd to 12 years and Julie to 7. Christie knows best. Okay, that's what it was. I was like, is it Todd knows best? Christie knows best. Okay. Stars learned their fate Monday in federal court in Atlanta, where U.S. District Judge Eleanor Ross handed down their punishment. Both received 16 months of probation and reported were found guilty on a slew of federal charges back in June. They were holed up in a national mansion or house arrest as they awaited sentencing. Professor argued Monday for a lengthy prison sentence. They said, yeah, they're not going to get that. It really doesn't seem like any of these celebrities like that do hard time, hard time. They say they, they always say if convicted, they may face up to this amount of time, but that's like a big window of the possibility of what could happen. Like, they'd have to be, like, fucking out here, Ted Bundy and serial killing and type of shit. Even Cosby got out. Come on now. I mean, well, rightly so that he get out because he, I mean, not what he did. Let me, let me just say that. If what they say Cosby did is true, he's a horrible human being. Boom. Done. But what happened was he had made a deal with the prosecutor for reduced time or some kind of deal with a prosecutor. And if he, I guess, allocated his crimes or whatever to that person, then he wouldn't be charged for those things. And the new prosecutor comes in years and years later on and is like, nah, we're gonna use that old stuff that he said on that deal to do it for this one. You can't do that because then in the justice system, if you do that, that means you're not looking, you are gonna wanna fucking make deals with prosecutors and things like that. It's a whole legal, it becomes a whole legal judicial fuck all. Um, TMZ broke the story. Uh, they were indicted back in 2019. Prosecutors claiming the couple defrauded banks by obtaining millions of dollars of loans based on false financial documents. I don't even know how people get the fucking nerve to do that shit. I can't, I can't even imagine. Let me just go somewhere, print out some paperwork, and go to the bank and try to get a loan for millions worth of millions of dollars. Like, what, like, that's the, it has to, I can't even imagine just trying to go to a bank and do that. Sitting there with a straight face, knowing that my shit is fake. I guess if you're on TV and stuff that kind of hypes it up, make you think that they're worth millions and stuff like that. But we have Google stuff nowadays. You can search someone's network. I'm sure they're not worth that much. Uh, Todd Christie net worth. uh, Doesn't say. 2020. Oh, I don't know. It is. Net worth is Russell was controversies 2022. What is it? I, I, I thought it said it there. Never mind. Forget what I said. Anyway, I mean, that's like the, that's the high end of it, though. I mean, but then you have these scammers who do it and have no job, have no shit, get, get someone's information from somewhere. 
I guess they check it out or something like that. They go and try to get loans and stuff in their names. And they use that money to finesse the lifestyle they wish they had. Off, off people. Everybody all around. Because it makes it so much harder for the next person who's legitimate to try to get something. Army Hammer's dad, Michael Armand, passed away at 67. I I know he comes from a Hollywood family. So he's probably somebody who was in something or of something or with something. Uh, oh shit, did we even talk about this? Fucking Kobe Bryant's daughter, I think her name's Natalia, has a stalker. This is creepy. News at 11, Natalia Bryant, the 19-year-old daughter of Kobe and Vanessa Bryant, has asked a judge for a restraining order against 32-year-old Dwayne Kemp, a man Bryant says is harassing and stalking her. In a filing with a court obtained by Eyewitness News, Natalia says Kemp has been trying to contact her on social media since 2020 when she was just 17. Bryant says the situation has escalated to the point where Kemp has even shown up with flowers on the campus of USC where she attends mm. classes. Court he wrote a DM. I remember this is hearing this story too. This is recent. He would you know, I think after uh, uh, Kobe passed away, um, he said, Bro, spirit was one of kind. Wish we could have chilled. I'll never understand. This is what this fucking stock wrote. Bro, spirit was, was one of a kind to, to someone who lost their father and sister, mind you. Bro spirit was one of a kind. I wish we could have chilled. I'll never understand some things. But we were always emoji of a lock forever. And thankful for him birthing for birthing you. Hopefully we can birth him. Kobe. Heart emoji. Oh, so fucking cringy. It wasn't. Ugh. Also shows a DM sent to her with the message, thankful for birthing you, hopeful we can birth him, quote. Why are they putting her whole shit on the news, dude? Bruh, you're putting legal documents on it, which is public record, mind you. But it makes it so much easier to find what I'm looking for because it has to... In order for a restraining order to work, this is what I've been told. I've never had one against me, mind you. But this is what I've this is what I've been told, and for what I understand, in order for a restraining order to work, they have to tell you who you stay, who you have to stay away from, and where you have to stay away from. Usually, their residence or place of work, and they put the address in there in the document. You must stay away this many feet from this person at this residence at you know whatever whatever whatever. Even, you know, you're not allowed to visit my work, home, whatever. Fucking ABC News. What is it? ABC, ABC 7 is fucking messy, dude. I'm not going to read any of that. Court docs show uh, Kemp has also posted images on social media showing guns. Yeah, because that turns them on. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? It's just in his mind. And also several images of Kemp holding an assault-style weapon. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great ape. Alright. Now he's just throwing promo for the YouTube channel. 
Um, yeah, dude. Look, I can admit I've been delusional about past relationships before. But these are people that I've had at least somewhat of a relationship with. It's not somebody I've never met before. Never looked at a celebrity. I mean, you know, I looked at some celebrities like, oh, damn, she's beautiful, you know. I know more about her, what's going on in her life. But I've never, like, DM'd them. I'd be like, we'll be together forever. If I can't have you, no one will. We're going to birth the magical baby. Let me have you. Nothing like that. The stuff I get in trouble with is usually with coworkers. And what happens a lot of times is because, not now, but let's say pre-pandemic, was because all I did was work. I had no social life. The only people I knew and hung out with were people I worked with or knew through work. So whenever we'd go out, hang out, drink and stuff like that, I'd be like, oh, you know, so-and-so's kind of cute. You know, try to talk to them after work, hopefully score something. And sitting there talking and drinking, and you think it's going somewhere. You think it could possibly lead to something. It never does. But in your, in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe if I play my cards right, X, Y, and Z can happen. Doesn't happen. Now, that's why I'm happy just being by myself. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, until I get the okay to go, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not chasing anybody, I'm not pursuing anybody. I'm putting focus on saving money and work and creative endeavors. Because once you have all that stuff going for you, things will come to you eventually. Money, women, whatever you, you know. But you have to show that you're working. When you, when you chase those things, especially like women, you lose money. Sorry, right, it's true. What was it, that commercial? That they had is like uh, a jump shot, a good jump shot can get you a college degree, NBA draft, money, women, endorsements. But none of those things can get you a good jump shot. True. This is true. Yeah, but that's that's fucking scary. That that young woman has a. I hope that guy. Cools out or gets jail time or something, man. That's that's fucking sad. Uh, corner revive. I don't, I don't care. Take uh, take off death. Um, did we talk about the fucking young lady that went to Mexico? Oh my goodness, I can't. Uh, can I find one that explains the whole story so I don't have to explain it? Young woman's death in Cabo. I don't want to. Kelly Rowland says Chris Brown deserves grace. What did Chris Brown do now? Why are people mad at him now? He's been controversial. Why? 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 He deserves grace and forgiveness. Eh. Uh, I can't find any fucking news story. I don't want to click on someone's personal YouTube thing where they do like a video of it. I'm trying to find actual uh, Alright, so basically this young woman, Quilla Robinson of North Carolina 
was supposed to be going to Mexico to hang out with her friends in Cabo, right? Have a good time in Cabo, whatever. Somebody's B-Day weekend or whatever they're going to do, right? So, you know, people do it all the time. What ended up happening is she got there and it seemed like, it seems like now that it was a setup to do something else to her because apparently there's a video of her getting attacked in a hotel room by her so-called friends. Someone recording and she's getting you know, beat up, talk about fight back, fight back, fight back. You know? And she ends up dying. Alright. Then these fucking sons of bitches, all of them, was like, oh, she died from a from alcohol poisoning or some shit like that. Right? That's that's what they told the mother, that's what they told the authorities of Mexico. She died of alcohol poisoning. Mexican police, no offense. I'm not gonna really look into it too much. Close the books now, and you know, sent her to where she needed to be. The family does an independent investigation of it and finds that she suffered a broken back and spine and neck or something like that. Yeah, that's not from alcohol poisoning. I mean, unless you got so fucking drunk you fell backwards off something or something like that. But no, it's more inclined with like getting beat to death was the results so now they're looking at all these people that were involved with them and now they are all her so-called friends and now they've ghosted they've turned off all the social media accounts canceled their phones they're on the run pretty much it's it's the whole big to do because this was this is this is something that's like you gotta be you gotta be careful who you surround yourself around these people apparently this young woman that he killed had paid for the whole trip Cause she was making money and doing her thing, being a young woman. She 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 knew how to hustle and get money. And apparently, all these other people were leeches, and they just wanted more and more and more from her. And I guess, you know, she finally wised up. And was like, I'm not, I'm not, I can't be supporting all of y'all. You know, all y'all are grown adults. What y'all get into? You know, y'all able body people. Why can't y'all get money like I'm getting money? And then uh, now we want your money. Pablo, Mexico, back in October. Now, Queen City News first brought some breaking news just into our newsroom within the past hour. We're learning that the Charlotte FBI field office has officially opened an investigation into the death of a woman on vacation in Cabo, Mexico, back in October. Now, Queen City News first brought you the story about uh, Shanquella Robinson's mysterious death last week. As anchor Morgan Francis reports, police investigating the case are sharing what they've discovered so far. Thursday, Mexican authorities told Queen City News Shinquella Robinson's friends lied to them mm-hmm. about what happened to her prior to her untimely death on October they killed 29th. Her. An officer investigating the case says they interviewed two friends at the villa in Cabo who said Shinquella Robinson had alcohol poisoning. The same story her family says they told them. They say she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poison. They couldn't get a pulse. It wasn't until her autopsy came back that Mexican police discovered she had a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is instability in the uppermost vertebrae. They also didn't see this video, Fight video showing Robinson get violently assaulted until Wednesday. For that reason, their investigation is still open and they're looking into her death. There's a huge financial incentive to keep Cabo open and mm-hmm. keep people feeling safe. Right. So to the extent they can find, prosecute, incarcerate the people that did this, 
my opinion, they're going to try to do it. Kurt Kearns is the right. international attorney with experience. Right. They got this like, it's like that, um, uh, there was a couple, it might happen more than once, but I remember it was, it was, a, it was a, <clears throat> a famous story of a couple who were killed while on vacation going to Disneyland or at Disneyland or something like that. And believe me, they turned that fucking town upside down to find those killers because they want their tourist money to keep coming in. If people don't feel safe coming to your area to vacation and that's your whole string of revenue, you're fucked. He's litigating international crimes and investigations. Some of what he has to say might not be the most promising news. It's a sovereign state. So that's the first it's another country. understanding a lot of people have is that Hey, man, if I'm an American and I'm in trouble somewhere, boy, they'll come to my rescue. No. Nope. The reality is not unless there's a really big interest internationally right. in coming to your rescue. Right. Because they will not upset international relations with a sovereign nation just to help out. The right. Unless it's a big international incident, like they tried to do with Britney Grinder with Russia. Going, let's see, during this time period right now with the war going on in Ukraine and Russia and then fucking whatever they got going on. Keep hands off. Fucking Brittany shouldn't have gone over there with fucking weed. Like I said, maybe she had done that before plenty of times. There wasn't a problem. But she did it this one time now, and it's a problem. Because it could have been the first time she'd done that. To get the boss to do that, from going over to a foreign, like a foreign country like Russia to play basketball, you'd think I wouldn't check my bags to make sure I don't have anything in there that's not going to get me in trouble. Fuck out of here. I'm sure somebody else packed the bags for me. I didn't really put that in there. Police officer investigating the case tells Queen City News if they find evidence that leads to an arrest, they have authority to bring the group back to Mexico and, quote, they will have to answer to Mexican law. Well, the. You know what? And they, you know what the thing is? They fucked up doing that in Mexico because Mexico, they will fucking. Uh. I guess because this is a high-profile, semi-profile case. Now, it's one of the ones they'll cover every now and then. They'll give you updates on, but it's like they're not going to... This was uh, Stephanie Jackson. She was white. Trust me, it'd be all over the news. But, uh... I know you're probably wondering... Oh, oops, sorry, I had an alarm set. Um... <laughs> No, it is true. It, it, it's, 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 if it, if it was a attractive white girl who this had happened to, it'd be in the news every hour on hour updates about what's going on, what happened, what are you going to do about it. I'm very surprised that they're keeping an update on this case, to be honest with you. But it, if they keep an update on this case, but since they're not keeping an update on this case, um, these people, man, that so called her friends, like I said, be careful you surround yourself around. Uh, apparently, one of these people that was a quote-unquote friend of hers had a fraudulent PPP loan for twenty thousand or some shit like that. I don't know. It was like a good chunk of change for somebody who didn't have shit. Applied for a fraudulent PPP loan, had that money, blew through it doing dumb shit, of course, as they always fucking do. I'd be more impressed if you took that fraudulent loan, took it tripled it and put it into a legitimate business and be like, you know what? 
going wild, but like, you know what? You may start it off legal, but then you got legal. But yeah, it's just, is this going to be so, I said, I don't know, because the only people covering this are like independent black YouTubers with like, you know, less than 50k subscribers or something like that, and they might say some slanderous shit, and I won't be involved with that. So today, we're going to be talking about Chantelle Robinson and the case that's brewing around her death. Also, I just want to say, I have this scab on the top of my lip because I got COVID Don't on my care. face. So anyway, we're going to ignore it if you bring it up, it's anti-black. And when I first heard about the details of this case, I was like, let me just hold my breath and wait before I comment because I know some shit is going to come out about this case. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to do that. I, 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 can't, I can't play these independent blog videos because they might say something that's going to get me in trouble for playing their video. <laughs> okay, here's criminal lawyer Bruce Rivers. He's a good guy. He, he's, he's pretty credible. He's a lawyer. He talks about cases all the time with rappers. He reviews rap songs. It's like, why would you put in a rap song that you and your homies hit a lick and, and rob an op? Clearly, they're going to use this against you in your court of law. And it's what they did in 2017 when rapper Little MC Freezier ran up on, 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 on Incubus. It's like Ink Bus, but it's spelled weird. It's got like a seven in there somewhere that doesn't matter. <laughs> so criminal lawyer Bruce Rivers. Alright, so we're gonna do it in a minute. He's pretty good. Adam 22 is a new Vlad TV. No jumper pod is a new ad. It's the new Vlad. That's why I don't watch anything of Vlad TV or anything of his stuff. Only other than that Rico interview we talking about. They spit in your butt. <laughs> in prison. Hi, this is Bruce Rivers. Welcome to another episode of Criminal Lawyer Reacts, CLR. I am Bruce Rivers, board certified criminal defense lawyer. Today we are covering the Shanquella Robinson murder. This episode, like all episodes, are brought to you by eForms.com. hours she was dead. Her friend, go back. who went on vacation with her friends to Cabo, I mm -hmm. think it was Cabo, uh, Mexico. Cabo San Lucas. Cabo San Lucas. And uh, within 24 hours, she was dead. Right. Her friends told her, told uh, the mother uh, that she, she had died from alcohol, alcohol poisoning. Medical examiner, however, uh, has discovered there are multiple bruises and contusions and uh, neck injuries that might. But they wouldn't see that. In the in in in, in the, the motherfuckers don't think it should just because the shit doesn't. <sighs> motherfuckers don't think. And what was the plan the whole time when you went down there and did that? We're going to party and pretend like he not dead. We're going to do a weekend at Bernie's. Uh, lead to a different cause of death. Right. So there was, there's a video. And so let's take a look at this video because it shows what happened shortly after they got to the hotel. It's a fight. She's getting beat up. A couple people recording and she's getting beat up by this one person. So now this happened in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And one might think, well, if it happened in Mexico, there is no 
agree that the U.S. can do anything about it, but they can't. Under certain circumstances, despite the jurisdiction, the FBI and the federal government can have jurisdiction over the things that you do abroad or you do out of this country when the other country does not prosecute. Now, you've got a situation where you've got two groups. you got uh, some friends that were down to Mexico, and now everybody's back in the United States. I doubt that, that the Cabo folks are going to, you know, the Mexico government is going to really aggressively pursue this. Right. That's what I was saying. Probably not, because they want those tourist dollars down there. And that seemed to be, which is why uh, I do know in Jamaica, um, along the resorts and shit like that, killing a tourist gets you the death penalty down there. Death penalty or life, one or two, because they want those tourist dollars. And you're fucking up, you're fucking up our money. And you killing a tourist or robbing a tourist, anything like hurting any kind of tourist in those areas right there is like a no-go. They're like, yo, don't do that. <laughs> That's fucking up our money. Rob each other, but don't rob those tourists. Now, let's talk about some of the things that we have to worry about in a case like this. Number one, you've got the friends saying one thing mm-hmm. and the medical evidence saying different. Right. Number two, you've got a video of showing her getting attacked. Getting a beating. Yes. Getting a real tough beating. The friends coming back and giving some story that doesn't fit with the physical evidence can be really damaging for them. Mm-hmm. However, it's really going to be difficult for an investigative body to really come to a conclusion as to what happened. What happened, yes. It's not like... Okay, so... I'm just going to... I've never... This is the first time I'm seeing this video. I don't know what he's going to say. And he uploaded it 17 hours ago, so it's pretty fresh. As of the date this is being recorded. Um... I'm assuming they could say anything. The defense lawyer would say, well, the most you can get my client with here is assault. She was still alive when she was being beat up, but she wasn't, you know, gravely injured or hurt to the point where she couldn't get up on her own and get her on assault. They could say, well, we don't know what happened in between that time period. Maybe in the process of transporting the body, maybe she was dropped. Maybe it could happen. I mean, fuck, what if, you know? I'm pretty sure at least one time in all of mankind, throughout everyone who's ever transported dead bodies and things like that, you don't think anybody's ever dropped a body at one point in time and maybe broken something on it? And it was like, oh shit, this person had a broken neck. Oh, actually, no, we, 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 we dropped them. Uh, we were loading them into the thing. So that's my, my might have been where it came from. Drop them. I don't think that's happened at least one time in history that they could have dropped a body and somebody thought it was evidence of a homicide or some shit like that. Because bruising or something showed up on it. You can't tell when a fucking a, a broken neck happened uh, pre or post mortem. I don't think. I mean, with, with blood and stuff like that, you get the longevity of like coagulation and lividity of you know, all that stuff but can you tell if a bone bone's been broken when they're alive or when they were dead other than when the person says it or a guesstimate on it can't I don't, I don't believe you can at twin exact science maybe like a 
high percentage chance of, well, only if this A, B, and C lines up, then you can tell. But other than that, I don't think so. And I'm arguing that in the defense of these people, but fuck these people who did this shit to her. It's, just, it's not like there's a, a gun traced to a bullet. Right. When you have ballistics or you have DNA linked to like a sex crime. It's not like that. It, it is going to be much more difficult. You do have this beating, and this beating is is a critical piece of evidence. Right. Anytime you go overseas or, you know, somebody, somebody that's a victim, uh, from overseas, or you know, in this case in Mexico, the FBI gets involved. Mm-hmm. You know, the FBI is is the federal bureau of investigation. investigation. They, they're the top dog. Body that is uh, that takes charge of situations like this. Right. And when you have somebody like the government government of Mexico, a lot of times they'll work in conjunction with the FBI, mm-hmm. and then the feds can take jurisdiction over what happened in Mexico and bring it back to the United States. Mm-hmm. This is a North Carolina resident. The congressman, she has, uh, has stated on the record that she wants to help. It's been all over social media. So... And now, like I said, these people, as of now, right now, they've, they're all on the run. Everyone involved has had their fucking pictures planted all over social media stuff like that who was involved who were on the trip whether if they were involved in this or that because there's one person recording the fight and one person beating the girl up the other people i think it was like six people or whatever that was there the other ones may not have known what happened they might have just been there not down at a party or whatever and we're like oh what's going on and they might have told them oh so and so got alcohol poisoning and might legitimately might not have known because they're in their own little worlds, you know. That could be a that could be a small possibility, but what it seems like, based on the stuff I've seen from independent YouTubers and stuff like that, they put up documents and Facebook posts from them and from their accounts and everything like that. It seems like they all were kind of like involved to some extent, from the person recording the fight, the person beating her up. You know, somebody helping move the body or something like that. You're all involved to some extent. So you can't say like, oh, well, because that's a lot of time in criminal cases, too. It's also it's like, well, you know, we did go to rob them, but I didn't pull the trigger. I pulled the gun out and I handed it to him, but he pulled the trigger. I just handed it to him because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want nothing to happen. I ain't going to pull the trigger. Or, or co-conspirators. That's what they call it, co-conspirators. More likely thing is we go to rob we go to rob a store. A shoots somebody and kills them. B is just responsible as A because it happened in the commission of a felony. So if you look here at the, at the medical exam, the certificate obtained by Nexstars WJZY this cause of death severe spinal cord injury. And Atlas Luxion, which is instability in uppermost vertebrae, which is what they've been saying. And neck injuries, which are totally inconsistent with any other kind of cause of death. Mm-hmm. And that was articulated by her friends, i.e. the alcohol poisoning. So we'll continue to follow this case. Uh, but it, it is a very difficult case to, without other witnesses. 
And here's the thing. Anybody that's in that circle mm-hmm. that may have had anything to do with this, either covering it up, filming it, or doing something, uh, they could be on the hook for uh, accessory before and after the fact right. covering it up now. And that might be an incentive for them to snitch because... And that's pretty much how this case is probably going to get solved. Someone's going to say something. When you have... Someone's going to say something or one of them is going to tell something to somebody and then they're going to say something to somebody that's going to bring it down. ...situation that happens like this somewhere else. The only way you are able to tell what happened is by people, by witnesses, saying that this is what happened. The video is a good start, but that doesn't tell the whole picture. So... Let's uh, give our thoughts and prayers out to uh, Miss Robinson's family and mm-hmm. to her. She didn't deserve to die like this. And uh, we just hope that uh, follow up next time we get any more. Uh, Shankula Robinson to her and her family. Sorry this happened to you. From all accounts, it seemed like you were a very young woman. You were a starting young entrepreneur. You were doing, you were making the right moves in life for your life. And it seemed like you just, unfortunately, were surrounded by leeches. I wanted more and more from you. They were jealous of your success. Jealous was envy, and they will kill you. They will kill you. And they realized at some point in time that no matter how much I hang around this person, or how much they, because some, some people can be just satisfied with that, of, of being a hanger on to somebody who's more successful, right? Of being like, well, every time they go out, I go out. Every time they eat, I eat. Every time they do something, I can do something. But then it's, so then that evolves to. I'm tired of fucking relying on them to do something. I want to have my own money. I'm trying to get my own money started. I want to have this. I want to have that. How come she got this? How come she got that? So it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's jealousy involves jealousy, envy involves to murder, to greed and murder. It always does over periods of time. It doesn't take long. It does not take long. You know, from what I've heard, that the uh, Miss Robinson, the young woman, had actually paid for the villa. You know how much a villa cost? Vacationing in a villa in a foreign country? It's expensive. A villa? I've had hotel rooms. That's all I've had is hotel rooms whenever I went abroad. A villa. She paid for a villa for, I think, seven people. Because I think six were involved and she would be the seventh. Leave. A villa on a resort that's supposed to have all types of amenities and shit where I think one of the amenities uh, was like you could call up a chef to come and cook for you types of shit like she had paid for all this the only thing they had to do was get their own tickets there back but I got my own ticket you can't buy my ticket for me you paid for the villa already what's a little bit buy my ticket for you we leave them from the same airport you can't do that for me of course that's probably, you know, one of the yeah. <sighs> this is so fucking sad to hear. What happens when friends go wrong? Or BFFs go wrong? From they will kill you. Number seven, Haley Cluster. In a video posted to TikTok in November of 2021, an Arizona woman revealed how she'd learned that her husband of six years had fathered her best friend's child. Ooh, spicy. That's a more episode. Mm. Fathered my best friend's child. I can see that on the little thing right there. Mother of four, 
who was referenced under the pseudonym Haley Cluster by many media outlets, made the shocking discovery after noticing a distinct birthmark. I delivered my best friend's baby, then realized my husband was the tot's dad. He'd had two other kids behind my back too. On the baby's neck, as told in her video, Cluster had been asked to attend. How can you determine that from a birthmark on a baby's? Just say he just he you suspicious. The delivery by her best friend had accepted the invitation. She drove the pregnant woman to the hospital and wore the wristband traditionally given to the fathers of the newborns. Cluster even claimed to have given the child her first bath. It wasn't until a few days later that the woman uncovered that it was her own husband who'd helped conceive her best friend's baby. Well, TikTok soliloquy that she'd notice an odd perturbance on the child's neck while she was changing her. The woman immediately recognized it as a hereditary birthmark shared by both her husband and her oldest son. Because you're she her best Because I, I, I must I, I was gonna say figure that someone else must have had that mark on them. What's the a birthmark in and of itself isn't fucking whatever. And she's a fucking uh, scientist all of a sudden. She knows oh, that shape and that shape means that that's related. Like, yeah, your husband probably was cheating on you, but just because people have similar shaped birthmarks or birthmarks in the same spot doesn't mean anything. Birthmarks are random. I don't think they, they have any bearing on genetics or anything like that. It's called a birthmark. Not a uh, paternity mark. <laughs> Come out there and it says who the daddy is on the forehead. The daddy is John. My name's David. <laughs> like, Friend nah. admitted to sleeping with her husband upon being confronted mm -hmm. with Cluster's revelation. The heartbroken woman reportedly forgave her friend and planned to continue their long-standing friendship. She ultimately filed for divorce from her husband, who'd allegedly cheated on her with at least 30 women over Ooh. the course of a six-year marriage. Ooh-wee. Nah. I mean, that's her choice to figure her friend. Because you can't, you can't say what's good for other people's emotional uh, development and growth and things like that. Yeah, someone... I imagine if, if 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 I was in a relationship with someone for six years and someone I call my best friend knocked up my wife and had a baby and I think it's my baby and then it turns out it's not, it's his, the so-called best friend, I'd be fucking furious. I don't think I could ever forgive them. I'd be like, all you people involved here. Those people fucking go on rampages. All you people here. All you. Number six. Lloyd Renita Thomas and Angelique Williams. On May the 21st of 2015, a woman was fatally stabbed by her best friend during oh. a dispute that had reportedly been centered on where they were to be seated in a taxi cab. The two individuals what? involved were aspiring model and mother of one, Lloyd Renita Thomas and her best friend of five years, Angelique Williams. The women who were described as inseparable by those familiar with their friendship shared an apartment in Georgetown, Guyana. Thomas and Williams had yeah, traveled yeah, with some other acquaintances to the Arakari Resort On the night of the deadly altercation, the group had left the resort and was searching for a taxi to drive them home. Once a cab was hailed, Thomas and Williams allegedly got in a heated argument regarding the specific seating arrangement in some... What was that? I want to sit in the front seat. No, I want to sit in the front seat. No, I want to sit in the front seat. At the 
vehicle. Williams, who would later reveal to investigators that she was intoxicated when the altercation occurred. Nah, that, that, that had to be more than that. And arguing over where to sit in a cab ride after hanging out all night. What? There had to be more to it than that. Like, there had to be something bubbling underneath the surface. And that was just like the, the straw that booted the camel's back type of thing. Don't just do that to somebody off of that. a broken bottle and stabbed Thomas in the head and abdomen at least 10 times. By the time that the taxi driver was able to transport the wounded woman to West Demerara Regional Hospital, she'd already succumbed to her injuries. In April of 2017, Williams pleaded guilty both beautiful to young women slaughter and was ultimately sentenced to eight years eight years bars. she was granted parole after completing a third of her prison term wow only got eight years and got parole after being less than a third wow so she's able to make a new best friend and do it all again <sighs> so she got eight years Term. Wow, so she's out now. Number five, Tyler Ricks and Dwayne White. An 18-year-old boy from Norfolk, Virginia faced criminal charges following a tragic accident that resulted in the death of his best friend on January the 4th of 2016. Local police were dispatched to the home of Tyler Ricks at 8.12 p.m. after being alerted to reports of shots fired. Upon arriving at the scene, officers discovered that Dwayne White, aged 15, had suffered a critical gunshot. Whoa, 15? was quickly taken to Centara Norfolk General Hospital, where he ultimately passed away. In the ensuing investigation, detectives learned that the fatal bullet had been discharged accidentally by Ricks, who'd reportedly been a very close friend of White's. As Ricks recounted during his interviews with the police, the gun involved belonged to his brother, who worked as a security guard. Ricks was allegedly attempting to remove the bullet. Wow, so he got... Not only did he kill his best friend who lost their life, someone lost a son, a son, a loved one, a family member, a friend, whatever he contributed to his community. He also got his fucking brother in trouble for stealing his gun and ruined his life as well because now he can't get another job because, oh, it says here you were so fucking irresponsible. Your brother stole your gun and shot his friend with it and killed him. Not hard is get a security job with a gun. You gotta go do so many clearance checks and have a security job with a gun. It's from the weapon when he inadvertently moved the slide and fired around into his friend moments after he walked into the room. The bullet pierced White's right arm before fucking around with the gun, playing around with it. Like, hey, look what I got. Not knowing how to operate it. That's why I don't fuck around with guns. I don't know nothing about I don't know anything about guns other than they fucking kill you. I don't even care if it's a fucking 22 or whatever it is people aren't scared of. Fucking a bullet, a bullet is a bullet and a bullet can kill you. Hit in the right spot. Penetrating his chest, hitting his heart and lungs. Mm -hmm. The medical examiner in charge of the autopsy determined the victim's death to have been an accident. But in the immediate aftermath of the shooting, Ricks was formally charged with second degree murder. The charge was later reduced to involuntary manslaughter, and a Norfolk judge ultimately handed down a suspended one-year sentence, sparing Ricks any jail time. Okay, how do you feel about that? Might have been an accident, but I think the pre-notion of t the, the 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 thing of him taking the gun beforehand to take it to a party to show it off to be cool or whatever was a was a uh, 
what do you call it? Why am I blanking on shit? Premeditated factor in the case. That you took a gun from someone that didn't belong to you, took it to a party. What were you taking the gun for? You took it to a party. The gun wasn't yours. It's not like it was his gun and he was doing something and it accidentally discharged. He took someone else's gun, took it to a party, and accidentally discharged. That has to be some type of premeditated type of thing because he took someone else's gun. Number four, Lauren Walsh and Kelsey Gilly. I don't think he should ruin his life for that, but I definitely think he should do some type of jail time or something. You know, like, like he took he took a gun to a party. He took it for a reason. He took a gun to a party. Whenever I'm going out, I go to a party with me and with friends, I don't think, oh, let me pack this gun in case some shit pop off. I'm not thinking about that. A 22-year-old woman was accused of stabbing her best friend with a kitchen knife during a seemingly random outburst on April the 14th of 2021. Mm. Lauren Walsh, a resident of Liverpool, England, had met the victim, Kelsey Geeling, at the nursery where the two women worked. Keeling at one point described Walsh as her sister and claimed the two were practically joined at the hip. The deadly incident took place at Keeling's residence in Old Swan after the young woman had reported her debit card as stolen to the authorities. What the mother of one didn't know was Walsh herself had swiped the card and used it to spend nearly $200 while the two... She stole... I don't know who's who in this situation. Someone stole someone's card and use it to spend money so she stole from her somebody who's supposed to be your friend who probably would have given you the money if you really really needed it you know what I mean like he's so close like this is my sister we're besties we're joining the hip I'm gonna steal your fucking car and spend your money chatting in the kitchen while she allegedly grabbed hold of a knife. She subsequently confronted Keeling, claiming she'd been responsible for the death of her grandmother, who was actually still alive at the time. What? Walsh then relentlessly stabbed the homeowner at least 17 times. Keeling's partner, Wesley Pemberton, attempted to intervene, but Walsh stabbed him three times as well. Mm. The assailant then fled the scene barefoot and convinced the van driver that she was the one to have been attacked. While the motorist was driving her to the police station, Walsh abruptly jumped out of the vehicle after announcing she was going to take her own life. She was later remanded into custody and admitted. Nursery worker joked before stabbing Pow 18 times after saying she loves her. Lauren Walsh, who denies attempting murder, murder, murdering Lauren Walsh, who denies attempting to murder the couple befriended Kelly and Glidden I don't even say her last name when she started working at a nursery 2018 before the relationship was her toxic what she weird that is so fucking weird like fucking behind that and then like you know and then he's like well why would this gets me to is uh, it sounds weird, and I don't know why motherfuckers do this because it doesn't make sense. Because you're 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 committed to doing something evil anyway. You just need to justify a reason for it. Remember in high school, you know, supposed to make up excuses to beat somebody up, like, oh yeah, you the one that jumped my cousin. 
or I heard you did this something somebody somebody so and so knowing that that's not the person that did it that that thing never happened they just needed this quote unquote an excuse public excuse to do whatever they wanted to do but you were committed to doing that anyway you just wanted to fake some kind of sympathy or something I don't know what the what the what the mindset is behind that because if you're just going to do it just do it don't make it some bullshit ass excuse talking about I killed your grandma you're going to stab me up and your grandma's alive and well and you're the one that stole money from me to investigators that she stabbed the victims, both of whom survived the brutal and unexpected attack. In December of 2021, Walsh was found guilty on two counts of attempted murder. Mm. Number three, Mary Cognier and Naomi Oni. A London woman was jumping oh, no. acid in her childhood friend's face on December. I saw the they showed the picture of her. I already can tell she got acid thrown in her face by the way the picture was of her. That's too much. Number three, Mary Cognier and Naomi Oni. A London woman was jailed for throwing sulfuric acid in her childhood friend's face on December the 30th of 2012. The suspect, 21-year-old Mary Cognier, had reportedly grown obsessed with and jealous of her best friend, Naomi Oni, also aged 21. Cognier was said to have begun copying Oni's clothes and appearance. She even attempted to- Cognier, it's K-O-N-Y-E. Unlike Kanye West, which is K-A-N-Y-E. Steal the latter's boyfriend, which led to a falling out between the longtime friends. Oh, because of a man. 2011, on the night of the horrific assault, Kanye disguised herself in a headscarf and stalked Oni as she left the East London Victoria's Secret store where mm. she worked. Oni was approaching her house in Dagenham, Essex, when Kanye attacked her, splashing concentrated sulfuric mm. acid all over her body. The victim's face was consequently disfigured. Her hair and eyelashes were dissolved and her tongue was burned. Kanye rapidly fled the scene and her former BFF was unable to identify her. In the incident... This is up at home mixing up chemicals. That seems to be a thing over there too, throwing acid in people's faces and, and, and over there in the UK doing that. It seems to be a thing that happens pretty regularly. I'm not saying like super regularly, but it happens a lot over there. We're just buying chemicals and mixing them up. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know where you get the idea to do that from, to be honest with you. I'm not going to speculate where they get the idea from. I don't want to give them any ideas, but yeah, that's not something you want to get into. In aftermath, only describe what had happened to Kanye, who prior to being revealed as the attacker, deceptively offered her sympathies in response. The victim required ex- Oh my goodness, who did this to you? Oh my goodness. You know, my, you're my sister. My best friend. I can't believe this happened to you. We're going to find whoever did that to you. Oh, damn well, she's the one who fucking did it. Extensive skin grafts to repair the damage caused by the acid, and she ultimately suffered permanent scars to her leg, chest, arms, and stomach. Kanye was sentenced to 12 years behind bars as a consequence of the premeditated attack. As such, she stalked her. She stalked her in order to do that. That's crazy. requested by Mark Drew. If you have any other topics you'd like to learn about, subscribe and let us know in the comments section below. Number two, Cheyenne Wright and Luis Villot. 
A Brooklyn woman was found guilty of fatally shooting her best friend on June the 15th of 2016. The incident was contextualized by a heated argument within a group of women in the courtyard of the Farragut houses. According to the Brooklyn District Attorney, 29-year-old Cheyenne Wright left the scene during the dispute. She later returned with a handgun and fired two rounds mm. in the direction of a crowd that included... Yep, so there's no sympathy for that because that means you had to... And law, that means what you had a cooling off period in time. When you left the party, had time to cool off, go do something else, go distance yourself from what was the aggravating factor of it. But then you decided to return back to the scene to commit a violent act. Several children. As investigators gathered from eyewitness testimony, the victim, 29-year-old Louise Villot, had approached the suspect in an attempt to calm her down, as his own children had been among those in the line of fire. Wright began to walk away before she suddenly turned around and fired a third bullet. The projectile hit Villot, whom she'd known since the two were young kids directly in the forehead. The victim was declared brain dead in the immediate aftermath, and he eventually passed away at New York Methodist Hospital. Three. You heard so much in life as you worry about so much you worry about paying your bills you worry about doing the right thing for 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 the average person just say the average person you know living paycheck to paycheck just doing what they can you worry about paying your bills providing for your family making sure that you do the best you can when you can and that you don't contribute to the negativity of what's going on in the universe there are factors out there you can't control of accidental things happening, health things that can just happen. You could just suddenly drop dead working one day. I can imagine just being at work and just, you know, doing what I'm doing like I do every other day. And then suddenly I have some kind of serious medical attack that happens. And now, like, my whole life is fucked up or I die from it, right? And you worry about external factors as well. Somebody fucking trying to kill you, you know, uh, uh jealous boyfriends, jealous girlfriends, jealous wives, jealous husbands, strangers trying to rob you or, or do something to you. You never think that it would be someone who you've known your whole life that would be the one that would kill you. That never pops into your head when you're meeting someone. Like, you meet somebody in fucking kindergarten. We're best friends. We're best friends. And like, you're going to kill me one day. Like, no, you never fucking dawns in your head that there'll be a possibility of something happening to you. Out of all of the scenarios that could happen in life, being killed by someone you've known for such, so long. Days later, Wright gave the murder weapon to her mother as she'd initially made the decision to try and flee from justice. Mm. On June the 21st, however, she willingly gave herself up to the authorities. Wright was charged with second-degree murder, first-degree reckless endangerment, and second-degree criminal possession of a weapon. During Young father killed, shielding others from gunfire and Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Taken the life of her best friend, noting that Villot had been like a brother to her. In February of 2019... Notice all these people, and they always say... Oh, so-and-so was like a brother to me. So-and-so was like a sister to me. And they killed him anyway or, or caused harm to him anyway. So what does that mean? I'm not saying like your own family still can't do it. But what does, that, what does that say about how we place people in our lives? They can say that about you and still do that to you. She was sentenced to 19 years to life in prison. Number one, Anel Baez and Arandi. 
Gutierrez, a teenage girl carried out the vicious murder of her best friend in March of 2014 oh, no. after making death threats against the victim on social media. The two friends involved in the track. Girl murders best pal by stabbing her 65 times after a naked picture of pair was posted on Facebook. Tragic teenager stabbed 65 times in the back by Ferris' friend after she invited her to her home to make up following a bust up over social network images. Oh, damn. I don't know what that means. Like, what, what? Okay, we have to get into the story, obviously. Tragic incident was 16 year old Zanel Baez and Randy Gutierrez, both of whom lived in the city of Gambochil in western Mexico. The pair reportedly fell out after Baez had uploaded revealing photographs of them to her Facebook profile. According to Mexican news outlets, watch this post on social media. That's obviously, that's obvious now. But clearly, watch this post on social media, post on stuff, pictures of. Pictures posted about people. I remember the thing used to be back in the day, like the late 2000s, the early aughts, the early 2010s, and stuff like that. People were all like these cryptic, cryptic Facebook posts about their friends that were in the list. Some people in life don't know how to act just because you give them a little bit, of, a little bit of slack. And obviously, it'd be people who were involved would know what they're talking about in the post and other people would be like, have no idea. Gutierrez then began posting threatening messages on Twitter, warning her former best friend that she'd be lucky to survive until the end of the year. On March the 19th of 2014, Baez invited Gutierrez to her home in an attempt to reconcile with- Let me go back, how old were they? Both of whom lived in the city of Gamochil in Western Mexico. The pair reportedly fell out after Baez had uploaded revealing photographs of them to her Facebook profile. According to Mexican news outlets, Gutierrez- Okay, photos might have been private. That's, that's totally understandable. Don't post our private pictures online. I, I understand that. At the same time, the two relatively decent looking young, young woman. If anything, nowadays you do that, you can start OnlyFans. Then began posting threatening messages on Twitter, warning her former best friend that she'd be lucky to survive until the end of the year. On March the 19th of 2014, Baez invited Gutierrez to her home in an attempt to reconcile with a girl she'd previously referred to as her sister. Upon See? arriving at the residence, Always. Gutierrez oh, requested sister. to use the restroom. It was only meant to be a distraction as the teen actually went to Baez's kitchen to grab a knife which she then used to stab her unsuspecting victim a total of 65 times. Gutierrez then fled the scene, leaving Baez to die in a pool of her own blood. She attempted to cover her tracks by part. Uh, the, all, the, all the posts are in Spanish. Um, I can try to translate what I understand from Stab them. her unsuspecting victim a total of 65 times. Gutierrez then fled the scene, leaving Baez to die in a pool of her own... <sighs> Yo, te amo. I love you. See si yo, te amo. Yes, I love you. I understand. Doesn't make me happy. Uh, shit. From what I'm reading from this, 15 years. Something I've known you 15 years. I love you. Go with 
something and you tell thank you and I am happy. I, I can't cipher that. It's probably just some nonsensical bullshit. Probably. I was talking about like, oh, we've been friends for this long. And, you know, oh, probably like, oh, I love you. Yes, I love you. We've been friends for this long. I remember we did I love you. Go with God. Be with God. You are with God. You're an angel with God. Something like that. Probably. Blood. She attempted to cover her tracks by participating in the grieving process along with the rest of Baez's friends and loved ones. She was ultimately tracked down by investigators and arrested while she was attending her victim's funeral. In accordance with Mexican law, due to her age, Gutierrez was unable to be charged as an adult. Whoa. She was therefore tried as a minor and sentenced to seven years in prison. In September of 2017, she was granted an early release, having only served three years of her term. Thanks for watching. Ah. Because those last two girls were were, were were underage when this incident happened, makes you think about the justice system and when do we decide when someone should be charged as an adult? They can they can commit an adult crime like murder or whatever. But do you think take it to their age take in their take their ages and the you know, a factor to what's going on? And I want to go to that to do teens on trial because I remember specifically hearing this story. It's happened more than once or twice, or whatever. 18 year old girl meets this guy on a dating app, right? And they go out on a date. Little did he know that she was setting him up to be robbed and he ended up getting killed because of it. That was, she, she was setting him up to be robbed. That was her whole just of being on the app. I think it was her like boyfriend and brother or somebody else was on in on the act as well. And then she goes into court talking about, you know, I didn't mean for this to happen. And then she gets life or whatever. And then the mom starts crying like, no, your daughter facilitated a criminal act of, yo, we're gonna set this dude up, we're gonna rob him. And then what are you gonna get from him? I think murder just happened to be like, uh, just things went sideways and murder happened. But on top of what, other than if you were just gonna rob him, this 18 year old guy on our app, you guys are around the same age. What do you expect to get from him? Why do people who have nothing rob other people who have nothing? Go rob the rich. Go drive out to fucking somewhere where they have all the money and rob them. Of course they're not gonna do that because they get caught in an instant as soon as they fucking finish doing what they're doing. So you rather rob we gonna rob me and get one one extra dollar that you didn't have before you had it, before you robbed me? What is the fucking point of that? I go to a hearing inside the Genesee County Courthouse in Flint, Michigan. Four teenagers have pled guilty to manslaughter and the death of 32-year-old Kenneth White. Fifth defendant, 19-year-old Kyle Anger, has already pled guilty as an adult to second-degree murder. Anger. The teens threw a six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they were throwing shit off a bridge into traffic into the. Uh, so they were on a bridge, and when you go under the underpass, they were throwing like you ever seen the movie The Good Summer with Carly Coffin and Elijah Wood when they threw that dummy off the bridge and they caused that major. Uh, car pile up something similar to that throwing 
stones and shit off the bridge and it caused an accident and killed somebody. Rock off a highway overpass, puncturing the windshield of a passing car, striking White in the head. The driver, Stephen Anther, seeing his friend injured, immediately called 911 for help. And that's another thing they say about like um, how you can tell if someone's guilty or not when they call 911. I mean, it, it varies on different factors and stuff like that. It's not proven 100% of the time, but it's proven enough times where it seems like it is a norm. If you're not involved with it, he's calling. I'm on 75. My friend's been hitting the head with something. He's bleeding to death. We need help. Details, location, help. Boom. Someone calls. Yeah, so I was um, coming home the other day, right? After I got off work and I was just like, you know, chilling out or whatever. And I uh, came home and my wife wasn't home. So I thought that was weird. So I uh, went in the kitchen and... I found all this blood everywhere, and I was like, oh, what's going on with that? Like, when they start giving you more details than necessary on a 911 call, they probably had something to do with it. White, a father of four, aged to be married, died shortly afterwards at the hospital. The four defendants all agreed to plead guilty to manslaughter with one stipulation, that they be tried as juveniles not adults. So Judge get Joseph out. Farah is tasked with accepting or rejecting that stipulation. As Judge Farah weighs his decision, several factors work against the teens, including the fact that for these boys, dropping objects from overpasses was apparently a regular pastime. There wasn't one event, nor was it done at a single location. The it, it did it all the time. It did it all the time. They dropped stuff. If it was a one-time thing that happened and you do something stupid in that moment and someone ends up dying, it lapses of judgment, I'd be like, oh, I'd be a little bit more sympathetic. But if something did all the time, yes, you need to take that into account. Also throw at other times and other locations. Tire irons. Tire irons. Muffler. Shopping cart. Hold on, let me, uh, I got a text from work. Let me deal with this. It's supposed to be my day off. I'm getting fucking text from work. That's the thing of being in charge of some things sometimes. It's like, usually, kind of sort of miss that. Like, when, you, when you're when you not in management, when you're off, you're off. No one's going to call you and come in. They do quality come in, you be like, well, I'm off today, and I already had plans, so fuck it. But then when you management, they expect you to put your life on hold, just in case, on off chance. I can't really do too much today in case I might get called in, because I don't know for sure if they might call me in. I'm not going in today. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Chilling out today, I'm chilling out tomorrow, and I'll be back on Friday. Also thrown at other times and other locations. Tire irons. Tire irons. A muffler. Muffler. A shopping cart. Shopping cart. A, shopping cart. <laughs> a couch. 
Couch. They threw a whole couch over underpass. Additionally, excuse me. They threw all that stuff over there, and they only killed one someone one time when they threw a rock. That's crazy. Out of all the things he listed that he they've thrown over the underpass. You think that would uh Yeah I don't know, you think that would have killed somebody sooner other than a rock. But yeah, something falling from a great height hitting it can be something small like a rock. A, a rock would have good enough weight on it. Dropping onto a car that's going 55, 60 miles an hour at the right speed, the right thing. Yeah, it can cause damage. It's, it's all about velocity. Drop, you know, it's, 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 this is where math takes into place of how it happened, unfortunately. Because, you know, they say always, oh, you'll be using math every day of your life. Well, you kind of sort of do, and you kind of sort of don't. I mean, but yeah, that, that's one of those things like the philosophy and the angle and the, the force of the object, the weight and force of the object. But all the stuff he lists off before, they've been going shopping carts, tire irons, mufflers, and a couch off there. And they hadn't hurt anybody before that. And the thing that killed somebody was a rock. It was crazy. As in, it hadn't happened sooner to me. That's all I'm saying. That it hadn't happened sooner. Or they, hadn't had, they haven't had more people who were hurt because of them beforehand. Teens made light of the horrific crime through dozens of heartless Snapchat messages. 51 times the letters LOL, LMAO, or HAHA appear in the messages, and many after it was learned that they had killed somebody. Mm. Lay low for a while, and everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. The only way we get in trouble is if a and I won't say the word spelled Rats. I won't so say the word as he says the word and it's bleeped out. So I don't know. Probably everything can be alright as long as a, a bitch ass doesn't snitch on us or whatever. I'm assuming that's what he said so, or something equivalent to that. Don't want stuff off of bridges. We're going to the slammer. grieving mother watches from the gallery. Judge Farrah announces his decision. Yeah, please give them life. All those little motherfuckers. But these are kids. You know what I'm saying? These are kids doing dumb shit. And they hadn't hurt anybody beforehand. So they didn't see no reason to stop doing it. Even though the likelihood of them hurting somebody was there. So that's something I'm kind of conflicted on. Throwing, throwing heavy shit. Up. Okay. Throwing rocks off the off of it is like one thing like you see a rock there you just throw it and then that happened that one time you did it you're like oh shit that's, like, that's such a crazy coincidence of incidents that happened unfortunate series of events that happened that that was that one time you did that you threw a rock and it hit somebody and killed them that's crazy but the fact that they've been doing it for a while throwing and throwing heavier shit off of it means that they just didn't give a fuck. They knew that something could happen. 
Once is a mistake. Once is an accident. Twice is on purpose. Or some equivalent of that. It's like a rhyme that goes to it. That's pretty much what it is. Once is a mistake. Twice is on purpose. And any time after that, it's just you meant to do it. Once that decision is issued, Ford Kenneth White's grieving mother watches from the gallery. Judge Farah announces his decision. The proposal for juvenile sentencing is rejected. Yeah. Once that decision is issued, four defendants withdraw their guilty plea and choose to go to trial. While awaiting trial, three of the teens remain in custody without bond, while a fourth, Alexander Miller, is out on $25,000 bond. As for the fifth defendant, Kyle Anger, who's already pled guilty to second-degree murder, he begins serving his sentence of 39 months to 20 years in Michigan State Ooh. Prison. 39 months to 20 years? You can get out any, any anywhere between that time from 39 months to 20 years? That's such a big-ass gap of time. Between, oh, I'm only going to be here for a year or two, to I might be here for 20 years. Just give me a definite date. You're going to do five years. For sure. Boom. Alright, fuck it. I got five years. Don't give me this little bit of, oh, you can do anywhere from 12 to 35 years. You can do anything from, tw- you can do anything from 12 months to 35 years. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a big-ass gap of time. Like, what the fuck, you know? Like, uh, that's a big-ass gap of time. Next, we head to the S. James Foxman Justice Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. All right, Mr. Cook, come on up. The woman being sworn in is 18-year-old Keandria Cook. Here it is. This is the one I was talking about. Receive a sentence for using a dating app to set up a robbery. Well, this isn't the one I'm talking about, but this is one of the ones that happened. So, in this instance, the person didn't die, but it's still pretty much the same story because it happens all the time, unfortunately, nowadays. We were all in it together. Next, we head to the S. James Foxman Justice Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. The woman being sworn in is 18-year-old Keandria Cook. Cook's in court today to receive a sentence for using a dating app to set up a robbery that ended with another teen being shot. The teen survived. Cook has accepted a plea deal. Keandria. K-Y apostrophe Andrea Cook. Keandria. Alright, whatever. I'm not gonna argue about that. That's something that we do. I think we do it as black people subconsciously because we're trying to set ourselves apart and be unique. Because everyone knows that, you know, Martinez, Hernandez, Gomez, Lopez, names like that are of Spanish descent. Any name that ends with a vowel is like Italian descent. Something that ends with a ski is like Polish or something like that. And we're just trying to claim something of our own. So that's where I see it coming from. Subconsciously. It's, it's, it probably started off as that and 
and then it got to a point where we forgot where we came from. But really, I, I, I really think that's where it started from. Is where because the, the the first name would be like crazy, like Keandria, and the last name be Cook. We're just trying to set ourselves apart. We're trying to, you know, you see a name, or, or anytime you see like a name like Stein, Berg, or anything like that, you know, oh, that person is Jewish. We're just trying to set ourselves apart because. They all have their thing. Why can't we have our thing? They will drop a conspiracy charge, which carried a maximum penalty of life in prison. But counts of carjacking, attempted carjacking with a deadly weapon, and felony battery are still in play. All right, come on up, Mr. Cook. You get to say the final word. So, she got the conspiracy charge dropped. At least that's good for her. That her son had to get shot. Oh, already starting off bad. Already starting off bad. I'm sorry for the victim's mom that her son had to get shot. You can say, I'm sorry that her son was shot. I'm sorry that this happened to him and you or, or whatever the case. I'm sorry he had to get shot. Had to get shot. Had to get shot. So she already had a boyfriend and friends. Like, okay, you go on a date nap. Put your profile on it. Throw up some thirst pics or something like that. She's not really that good looking, to be honest with you. But you're young and it's in your area, whatever I understand. I, I understand. I, I, I've, I've, I've gone to strange places and done strange things, hoping that a woman would touch, touch on me when I got there. And not even thinking that it would be a setup where I could get robbed or hurt or anything like that. Thankfully, nothing like that happened. But I, I understand it, so I, I can't judge that. I can't judge that young man, you know, wanting to meet up with this girl, thinking that thinking shit was cool. We're on a dating app. That's what we're out here for. We're trying to date. We're trying to meet people for the most part. You don't think when you go on a dating app that that'll be the last time you ever go on a dating app because you're going to be killed or shot or whatever. So I can't judge too hard because I've done it. I've done it, and I'm not proud of. It. And I think of, when I think of the situation I put myself in beforehand, back in back in the day, bruh, it is lucky I'm alive or not dead, not dead or not in prison or something like that. Because meeting people online or just meeting people in general, or meet them somewhere, sometimes some something. Some girl I met I met once in passing or some shit like that. That's just what you had to do back in the day. Cause I'm kind of on the ver I'm kind of at the cusp of where you had to meet them in person and then you start transition to meeting them online and then you meet them in public. But I remember having to meet people in public and meet people online. From online you know, from meeting people online in public. So you have the ones you meet in public is the ones that you might got a girl's number or something that you saw walking around somewhere and you might think shit is sweet and she might set you up to get robbed. Something happened to you. That could happen. And I was on the MySpace era. MySpace, early Facebook, late Black Planet of meeting people online saying, hey, you know, oh yeah, you go here too, I go there too. Oh 
oh cool cool would you know you want um, uh, 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 you want to skip school this day and meet up at this place to do this to whatever whatever that was very dangerous very 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 dangerous thankfully nothing happened to me I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's not how that works. That is not how that works. Wrong place, wrong time would be. I was in an argument with a guy. You know, I was out at a bar somewhere. And I was leaving. Some intoxicated guy chose to pick a fight with me. And I pushed him over. And he cracked his head in the skull and died. Wrong place, wrong time. You setting someone up to get robbed is not wrong place, wrong time. Make mama proud. Cook now prepares to hear her sentence as her loved ones look on. Unfortunately, I think they end up reducing this sentence that she got. Right. It wouldn't have happened without you. You were the main thing. If they had used your picture or something without your knowledge, you got caught up in it or whatever. That's a different story. You complete like, hey, I didn't give them permission to post anything like that on my behalf, or whatever, whatever. But you were the one you were supposed to meet up with. You were there, and shit turned sideways, and you were there when it turned sideways. The crying you hear is coming from Cook's mother. The sentence much more severe than they expected. Crying now. And then mother's crying. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? What do you think? Your baby's going to get her off? Clearly she's going to have to do some time. And sitting there crying about it. Your baby did a horrible thing that hurt someone else's baby. How do you think the parents of the kid that got shot feel? And she's sitting there crying. <laughs> well, at least, you know. Well, the kid's still alive. I was going to say, at least you get to still see your kid. The kid's still alive. But who knows what kind of long-term damage that getting shot does to a person. Even if it's a through and through. Still has to be some kind of sort of damage there. If not physically, emotionally, mentally. You know what I mean? Like, it changes you. Doing all that. It turns out that Cook and her mother's reactions were so intense because they believed the plea deal meant no prison time. Really? You thought that? You thought that after everything she did, that she'd be like, oh, walk away sky free. Like, well, yeah, I did do all that, but, uh,
Judge Foxman allows her to enter a new Ten months later. Citing miscommunication between Cook and the assistant public defender. Oh, no. Nah, fuck bullshit. Bullshit. No, nah, fuck that shit. Because people do stuff all the time where, like, cops be like, you know, hey, if you tell us what happened, we'll talk to the assistant DA and make it easy for you. Whether they do that or not, they have no control of what's going to happen with that. And then you do it, and you're like, well, the cops said they would, they would, they would, they wouldn't charge you with this and that. And then you still get convicted for that. But no, you're not fucking no fuck her. She shouldn't get a fucking retrial or a renegotiation deal or whatever the case may be. Fuck her. That's the problem with the fucking justice system nowadays. They let all these fucking violent offenders out to reoffend, and the people who did one thing wrong one time, fucking motherfuckers got caught with a joint. In like 1992, are doing fucking football number years and still in prison because of the uh, uh, the Tough on Crime Act or whatever it was that Joe, Joe Biden introduced back in the day. Don't forget he, he passed the crime bill back in the day. They instituted harsher penalties that affect most people of color. And now he's president. And everyone's like, oh, Joe Biden, no. Oh. Cook sentence is reduced to 11 years in prison. 2018, 11 years, that's still a long time. But, uh, I guess that's. I wish he would have went to. I wish they would have went to. What, what did the other people involved get? She got 11 years now. She fucking cried in court. It only happens with a woman defendant, mind you. Dude crying in court talking about he got a raw deal. They'd be like, well, suck it up, motherfucker. <laughs> We're now in Washington County and the assistant public defender. As a result of that. So 11 years for what she did. I think that's a good enough time for her to consider her actions. But still, she facilitated a, a, a crime. We're now in Washtenaw County Trial Court in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Your Honor, my client and I have reviewed the pre-sentence report in this matter. We don't find any. I remember it was this, tr- this case or something. These people did something stupid. It had nothing to do with anything. They some kind of violent crime that happened. And they were in the court. And every incident, it was like, y'all, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Like, no, motherfucker, not for you. Throw your ass in jail, bro. This is 17-year-old Donta Wright. Wright's in court today to receive his sentence for the shooting death of high school student Jordan Clee. He's pled guilty to armed robbery. Donta Wright. Armed robbery, a felony firearm violation, and second-degree murder. Felony firearm violation, meaning that he already had a a, a, a rap sheet that he couldn't. He's already a teenager. He already had a felony conviction prior to that, and then had a felony firearm charge on top of everything else he's doing. A family member makes a victim impact statement on behalf of the victim's mother. Was too overcome with emotion to speak. I sincerely hope that whatever it was you wanted so badly. Damn, they usually that's that's usually that's very close to the defendant. Usually they're like in front of the courtroom, 
it's a good distance away from the defendant and you're on the stand and you're talking and it's a good distance away they're on they're doing the the the, the victim impact statements and to her I guess if I mirror image because it's a video to her right sits at the defendant's table with his lawyer and then the defendant that's very very close that's crazy and they're that close I mean there is a sheriff's deputy sheriff's person uh, police officer behind the defendant but still that is super duper close Smiling, rubbing his hands. Literally, get up and step two feet to the to the right. Get that motherfucker alive just based on that shit. If you can do that, you show no more no remorse for your crimes. Even if it's just the act, you go in court like I'm sorry for what I did. I didn't mean to do even if, even if you're lying out your ass. Because you don't want to get, you know, super duper jail time. You're hoping to get off. It's a sentence in phase. I guess he was already convicted. Just. And then. Yeah. This whole family, bro. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. That opportunity could have been used to show remorse to the court for his actions. It wasn't. Right. I have, um. Never in 23 years approximately ever not accepted a sentence agreement between the parties because it's a bargain for sentence by the parties. But watching you sit there, smile and laugh and shake your head like this was no big deal, I'm very tempted to just say, I'm not going to accept this sentence agreement. We'll go to trial. And if you're convicted of felony murder, you'll go to prison for the rest of your life. That means you'll die there. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, nah, nah, nah. He got that look. Now nah, he got that look on his face like, hold on, what's going on? I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. Looking around now. He's like, oh, can he do that? Yeah, motherfucker. Have the authority to reject the plea yes, they can. Do you want me to accept the sentence Your Honor, before I answer the court's question, I would like an opportunity to discuss it with the victim's family. Okay. If the court would pass it, I would appreciate it. I'd be happy to do that. We'll pass this matter. It's now up to the prosecution to decide whether or not to dismiss the agreement and pursue it. Uh, that's interesting that he gave the prosecution a chance to decide if they want to dismiss the agreement other than just dismissing it, out, dismissing it outright. Because you saw earlier that he, he, the first guy with the kids throwing shit over the overpass uh, rejected their thing outright. So I guess it I guess it's a state by state thing, or I don't know if it's a courtesy. The judge can do that, but yeah, this these people are this dude. Why the fuck? R.I.P. Let me know if I'll be out soon. K 
keep my bed warm for me. I'll be back on the block in a minute. One hour later. They understand that obviously this this is the defendant brutally murdered their son by shooting him in the back of the head. In the back of the head. However, the Glee family does want to move on with this. They want to get some closure from this case. They want to try and forgive this defendant and all of his actions for what he did. And they are asking, as well as the people, that you proceed with the sentence. Wright has another opportunity to address the court, this time through his attorney. Your Honor, my client asked me to apologize to the court. His smiling was in no way meant as disrespectful either to the family, to the victim, or to this court. My client is 17 years old. He has some emotional problems and frankly was scared. And some people displayed... 17 years old, he has some emotional problems. Yeah, that... that, that totally wipes away him shooting somebody in the back of the head for whatever fucking reason other than you know you threatening me or my family and I had to shoot you in the back of the head that, that's the only way you threatened me or my family or you had already done something to me or my family and I felt like I had to get justice for it but obviously that's not the case in this case cause this dude is just a fucking He's thinking, you know, he he thought that shit was sweet. I like I like the way when the judge was talking about rejecting the plea, he's like, stop laughing, like, stop smiling. He's looking around like, you you can do life in prison. He's like, oh, what? what, what no, nah, that's not what. Because they think the deal in itself is set in place and it can't be changed. Shit gets changed all the time based on things that happen. And him thinking that, like, oh, if you plead guilty, you're only going to do some amount of time. He's like, well, that's nothing. I can do that, man. I got family and friends up in that area. Bro, send me there. I'll be good. But then he's talking about changing that shit to life without. Yeah. He started thinking real differently, right? He started trying to look real, real remorseful about his actions. He wasn't beforehand. When the judge was talking about rejecting that plea deal. He was like, oh shit. Fear by smile. He really meant no disrespect. He does take this very seriously. And I think he does feel bad about it. The judge accepts the sentencing agreement, which puts him behind bars for 25, 25 to 52, 52 years. years. Good. Good. I'm sorry for acting on a the road. I understand I don't know what the, what, 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 the, what, the, what the, you know, time for losing a loved one or someone being killed that time frame will bring because there's all different types of standards set for that if we can say for sure punishing someone for that crime uh, will give them 15-20 years and that's just the standard throughout 15-20 years for whatever and that's it applies to everything and we've studied it we've shown cases and 15, 20 years, these people have evolved, they've changed, they've learned, they've grown, they put in the work. Alright. Yeah, with 25 to 52 years, yeah, that brother's gonna be sitting there for a long time.
when defendant Cyrus Matthews was there on misdemeanor charges stemming from a road rage case. Well, is there anything like any way that we can reverse this jail time? Well, we got here to jail time. We need a guy that can carry on the case instead of furloughs. Well, hold on, what? Stemming from a road rage case. Well, it's, hold on. Is his name Rico versus jail time? You're not going to jail today. You attend the hearing. We consider furloughs. Right now, you're going to jail right now. He just walked off. He said, I'm not ready. I, he walked off. He's like, I can't do that time, bruh. He ran out that courtroom quick as shit. There seems to be a moment of hesitation here on Matthew's part. We now know it's the bailiff trying to reason with him, explaining that his escape will lead to felony charges. Right. Well, fuck that shit. I already got it. Gone. He ran out. Trying to get in the car. And the girlfriend got in the car too. So charge her with fucking felony uh whatever. She got in the car too. He he, he ran out the courtroom, came back in, started walking. The lady's like saying, hey, get back in that courtroom. He's gonna charge you with some more shit. The road rage incident, I mean, no one got, if no one got killed, then it's just like a, you know, you just do what you gotta do, you know, it's whatever. I don't know what the road rage incident and in, you know entails, in, in but no one got killed. He's not up for murder charges. I don't think he probably could have you know just did that little bit of time and got out. But now you got felony escape. And you got her, your girlfriend involved, mind you. And I guarantee you they're not together anymore after she did all that with him. That is a ride or die girl though. She hopped out when he hopped out and. <laughs> Because he was allowed to just leave. He's just standing there. Obviously, it wasn't a felony thing because he wasn't there in, like, cuffs or prison uniform. He was dressed in, like, a sweatshirt and sweatpants, a hoodie. Just young white boy, mind you. I don't want to turn this into a racial I'm just trying to illustrate the differences of sentencing. He was sentenced to jail and took off. Where's he gonna go? What is the point? Older gray four-door vehicle. That's a very good description of the car. Code two, medical personnel immediate dispatch. Oh, okay. 
on the far side of the screen here. He crashed. That's Matthew's car there. Alright, we're gonna have multiple vehicles, airbag deployment. Ma'am, are you okay? Oh wait, no, he hit somebody and then he's on the other side of the road. Driving fast, hit a car, and he's already in trouble for a traffic offense. You can hear that Matthews realizes he's made a truly horrible decision. Why are we taking off? Ninety days, bro. That's nothing, dude. Ninety days. Get in, get out. That, that's ninety days, bro. That's not even. You'll be in jail. You won't even be in prison. You'll be in jail. Just, what did you wear? Your little soft, pasty ass would probably be somebody's dinner that night when you walked in. Probably, cause he's soft as shit. He saw, he saw it in his mind. I'm gonna go in there, he's gonna make me smell his bitch. Oh no, I can't have that. And then ran for it. I tried to run like something. Matthews and his girlfriend are extracted by the Wadsworth Police Department and taken to the hospital. Matthews is charged with aggravated felonious assault for injuring his girlfriend and the occupants of the other vehicle. He's sentenced to 425 days in jail. His girlfriend. 425 days in jail. That's a little over a year. Um. Why does he get that? I don't know. Should have gotten more. To be honest with you, if he willfully, uh, don't want to willfully, you know, escape uh, prosecution by trying to run out the court and escape, and in pursuit of his escape, hurt someone else. That should be more, more time for him. He's not charged. Joining me now is the bailiff that you saw there on that video, Sharon Ray. Thank you very much for joining us. Let's see what she said. Hold on. What were you saying to him? to try to get him not to leave. Dan, what we were trying to say is just don't make a permanent decision based on temporary circumstances. And I told him if he went back into the courtroom, it was gonna be okay, but a felony follows you for a life, and that's gonna dramatically change your life. For a second there, it looked like you'd convinced him to go back to the courtroom. I thought I had him. I thought I had him, but the girlfriend came out of the courtroom and when she and did, we're all said, the fucking uh, courtroom deputy. And I remember are. saying to her, if you care for him like at that. all, you'll get him back in there. And uh, they didn't stop. They ran for the car and took off. Why was it such a bad idea for him to run? Because he because was running from for 60 days. And because of what he did, he ended up being convicted of aggravated felonious assault and he went to jail for 425 days. He probably wishes that he had listened to you. I think he does. I wish he'd listened to me, too. It, was his girlfriend injured? She was injured. She was in the car with him. I, did, I believe they did use the jaw of life to get her out, and she did have some surgeries. Um, I, and I have not kept up on where she is now or what she's doing. Or if she still is. I was just going to ask you, do you know if they're still together? I do not. I do not. I'm sure it put a dent in the relationship. 
Thanks for being a fan of Court Cam. Subscribe to A and E. Man was about to get sentenced to 30 to 60 days in prison in jail. Ran out the courtroom. Speeding, driving along reckless, hit another car, hurt other people. If I was that family that got hurt, I would sue the jail, the court system. I was serving what I could because that's ridiculous. You, you let him out, and because he was out, he was able to do these crimes. Give us some kind of immunity there somewhere, you know what I mean? The SFW Podcast with Adrian is sponsored by viewers like yourself. Keep this ad free. Go to the Cash App app and donate. Every little bit helps. You can donate to Cash App, dollar sign, AD Comedy Jokes or paypal.com slash adcomedy. You can also reach me at adcomedyjokes at gmail.com. Appreciate your time, effort, and energy into making this show possible. Thank you so much. And remember, every little bit helps.